welcome to today's podcast with Own Your Eating and special guest today in the car with me is Ashley Drake. Hello, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to make my debut on the podcast. Yeah, and this is actually officially the first podcast for On the Road because we are on the road as we speak. We are. We uh, we have had quite a fun ladies weekend and uh, we're driving back home. Yeah. So we had to capture our emotions in this moment. Exactly. Yes, well, sure. oh, <laughs> and try, try to keep our eyes on the road at the same time. Yes. It's a challenge. Yes, for sure. We're going to maintain our excitement. But um, we were just about to kind of have a rundown of how awesome the last 24 hours have been. And I thought it would be great to share that with the listeners. So let's, let's backtrack. Let's go back to Friday night, which really turned into Friday, the best night I've had in a long time. Really? Yes. So, I mean... I mean <laughs> so, spin, so, let it be known that spending a Friday with me is better than spending a Friday with Jay. I just, well, on the off chance that I think he's probably not going to listen to this podcast, okay. I'm going to say yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that is partly because we went to Lululemon first. Yes, we did. And we didn't just go to Lululemon. I mean, I feel like we went with purpose we, we and determination. Owned, we owned that shop. Yeah. Like, I feel invested, <laughs> heavily invested in Lululemon after our Friday night experience. Yeah, I feel like a few people will definitely get a paycheck because we stopped by there, for I, sure. Exactly. But that was fun, and that was cool. We met Gabby, was it? Yeah. Who, uh, yeah. who was one of the one of the girls in the store there who was a coach at, I forget the name of the box. Uh, four, four Barrel. Four Barrel. Yeah, in Louisville, which is one of the more prestigious boxes. And um, I had actually reached out to her about hosting a seminar, and she passed me off to their nutrition person. And that guy was busy and didn't get back with me. But then when she saw me walking with Roz, <laughs> she's like, is that Roz from Own Your Eating? And I was like, yeah. And so then, you know, she like went into fangirl mode, which oh. was pretty cool. because we know we're definitely coming back to Louisville. Right. So, yeah, so I'm excited. And, um, and Gabby was fantastic telling us that we look the bomb in all our outfits. Yeah, she really <laughs> did. You know, and I've been in Lululemon before, and they've just told me that. Like, this was obviously before I started tracking my macros, and I, I told you this that night. I was like, you know, I really felt like they were just telling me I looked good in that stuff. Just right. to, to kind of, yeah, make sure that I spent my money. But no, she was super helpful in yeah. helping us choose which um, which pants look the best out of all things that we wanted. And what is <laughs> what what is it about that place where I feel like I I must have complete outfits, even though I know this stuff's really in, interchangeable. Yeah. But I can't leave that store unless I have what the bra, the shirt, the leggings. Like I need that completeness in my life of my my Lulu wardrobe. Yeah, I think it's smart. I think you, you know you want to know that you're going to be able to wear your stylish look in a multiple of different ways. Yeah, I mean, I saw you getting overwhelmed. I was very overwhelmed. I'm still overwhelmed thinking about how much money we dropped in that place. But anyway, I'm also super happy and <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and no, no, I'm no. confident that the the reason I I managed to come in under tenth place today. What did I? I got ninth. You right? got ninth. 
cycle blog. Cycle blog. Got, I, nice. I came in the top 10 for the first time, which was very exciting. Third time, third time's a charm because you bought three, well actually it was your fourth time because you got a free ride and I then got you got, did, yeah. you bought three rides so you could participate in the cycle bar while you're in Louisville with Justin and myself and you were in 10th place. We were going into the last song and I was like, Raj, you can break the top 10. Like, I'm on the bike you next to like, you. You were like, you gotta do it. You gotta beat this girl. And I was like, okay, you, you're motivating me, Ashley. I know I can do it. And, the, and then Emily's up front. That was the instructor. Super awesome instructor, by the way. You gotta check out Emily's class if you're ever at Cycle Bar in, in Louisville. But Emily comes up and is, is saying, it's 30 seconds left. It's just 30 seconds. I was like, all right, I'm doing this. I am gonna beast this last 30 seconds to beat whoever I'm in contention with for this ninth spot. Right, and right. I got it. I got it. You did, you got it. Now it's you know you beat her by one point. I know. One point and I was I was like over there gritting my teeth. I should have been focusing on what I needed to do, but instead I'm like, lay on the resistance, lay on the resistance, because I could tell y'all were tied and if you just would have <laughs> cranked up the resistance even half a turn, right. you would have surged past her on her PowerPoints. Right. And I said up the resistance, but you I don't think you heard Well, me. I'm pretty sure the reason I got ninth spot today was because of my Lululemon outfit. Oh, totally. But, but totally. also because of the monster sushi meal that we consumed last night. Yeah, so don't y'all have like a free book about like carb cycling or something? Right, exactly. We, coming, actually, I think coming out next week. I've never <laughs> I've, I've never read it, but I'm pretty sure that's what we did. Yeah, I'm I think pretty so. Sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. if, I mean. If saving all of your carbs for when you walk into the sushi place and then eating all of the sushi, four rolls to be exact, to the point that there's not even room on the table. Yes, that was that was, that was the most challenging aspect actually of last night, just having the plates in the right spots and you know within reach because <laughs> there really was not a lot of a lot of room at the sushi bar there. Right. But yeah, no, I think yesterday would have been what I would classify as a high carb day okay um okay. so yeah that was that was cheap for sure and then today i you know you probably wanted would have wanted to counteract that with maybe a low carb day but that didn't happen <laughs> I feel like we did. quite so much but let's let's uh let's not get ahead of ourselves okay okay let's not get ahead of ourselves okay so, all right sushi i think we had two rolls each well we decided that we were going to share right and anytime you decide to share but yes that opens up the window for a little a little more than maybe getting your getting yourself in the deep end. Right. And I was somewhat hesitant at first, but then when you told me you were gonna order this deep fried sushi roll called something lips, hot lips? Flame uh, flaming lips. Flaming lips. Right. And I read the description and I thought to myself, okay, that that does sound good. I think I'm gonna say yes to this whole sharing adventure. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Sharing means caring, Ross. Yeah, it also means more macros, <laughs> as I discovered. So I got led astray somewhat, and I, I had not been as sensible as you in saving a ton of carbs for last night. I walked in that place with 120 carbs. Smart, smart And girl. two proteins, because... Just, what do you mean, only two? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I had already... I had two rolls planned in, but can we just can we just put it on the record that sushi is impossible to accurately track? I think I do need to spend some more time doing research on how to accurately track sushi because it is challenging. 
it's really challenging because it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm pulling this sushi roll from L.A. or wherever. Who knows right. who put it in? Santa Claus, Indiana. There's some sushi place. I have no idea. It's in the database. <laughs> so I pull it in there, and I want to hope that it's right. But here's what I know. I know that it's high carb, and I know that it's... I think it's a lot of them are high fat too. High these fat, days. And, yeah. With yeah. all that mayo, spicy Japanese dressing, whatever it is. Right. So That'll you be better go in there. there sitting high on your carbs and high on your fats. If you right. even want to, and you want to think it's protein. Oh, it's sushi, but it's really, it's really not. And I think the, the bigger takeaway is this as well. Like, if you're going there with a couple of friends or on a date night, you know you're gonna want to share. Like, mm -hmm. you can go in there planning, like I did, to just have sashimi and one roll. And a seaweed salad. And a seaweed salad, which is delicious. And I'm pretty sure it was covered in truffle oil. But, regardless, <laughs> sesame oil. But regardless, I think you need to go in there with the assumption that you're probably going to share. So, I think you were smart in, in attacking last night's dinner with a lot of carbs to, to, uh, to go over. Yes, and I didn't weigh myself this morning. Um, Very smart. I did weigh myself. Oh, and where were you? And I was about seven pounds heavier than I normally am. No, you were not. I was. No, you were not. I, I legitimately was, and I actually laughed because <laughs> I was like, this is what sodium and too much carbs does to you at nighttime. Like, that is, like... I, and I honestly looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I do not feel like I look any different from yesterday. Right. So why the hell is there a seven pound discrepancy? Right. And I, I truly just laughed because I knew the number on the scale just meant nothing. It's just like that video that it's older now, but for any of the new people that haven't seen it of, you know, Jason weighing himself at night, drinking the oh, water. Drinking the water yeah. yeah, and doing that and that experiment in the morning, you know, I mean, that's the thing, like someone... You know, there's people that get on the scale like, oh my gosh, I gained seven pounds. But you did not legitly gain seven pounds, right, no. you know? And you just have to be comfortable with that. And that's why I I have, I am such a, even though I didn't weigh this morning, I am a very high supporter of daily weighing because then the control that the scale has on you, it just, it, it doesn't control me like it used to because I'm more, I understand I can go you're, you're, up and down. It's more of a range now, especially for me because I right. hit my I hit my goal weight. So it's more of a I I know I'm dialed in and comfortable in that 122 to 125 range. Now if I'm above 125, I gotta be honest with myself and be like, am I okay. tracking accurately? Right. Yeah. Have I been having too many meals out? Yeah. Right. And I think that's part of weighing it daily. You become accustomed to seeing those daily fluctuations. Mm -hmm. So you can almost anticipate and expect it based off of what you're eating. And it's not so devastating. Exactly, right. Now the days I weigh in at 122 are definitely, I'm, I'm, you know, sitting in high cotton, right? Like, I'm excited about that. Right. But I'm not, like, devastated if it's 127. I'm, I'm just like, okay, well, what did I do yesterday that could have caused that, you right. know? And I don't always have an answer, but it, it's still mentally way better than it ever was before for right. me personally. And I think that's something to really... Um, consider and take away from if you're in that sort of maintenance phase of flexible eating now but even still it's really valid for anybody who's embarking on this and really struggles with that mindset and, and, and the scale because you know it's hard it's challenging to overcome because our whole lives we've been told that what you weigh is associated with your body fat and 
it's, it's, it's always going to be difficult to put that from your mind that there's other um, factors and, and influences on the scale and yeah, try I to mean, rationalize that. Progress is not just the scale. Yes, the number on the scale, that's a way to measure progress. Your overall energy level, that's a right, way... Right, and tell, t tell me about your progress today. Oh, at Cycle Bar? Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, for once, I broke into the top three. I was in second place, and I've been going... I started Cycle Bar in January of this year, specifically because I was coming off of a foot surgery, and I needed a way to do cardio. I had never been to a cycle class before or anything like that, so I'm a newbie, noobs as can be. I've even been corrected by the owner and been told <laughs> that I... Um, I have poor cycle form. That was a couple months ago, so I've tried to dial it back and really focus. And today, whenever the names first popped up, I saw I sat in second place. And that was at the very beginning of the class before we really did anything, which told me I had a high power ranking above the, my peers in the class. Right. So if based I, on your previous performances, yes, because right. the system keeps is, is oh, tracking you basically. Yeah. So as soon as I saw that, I said, "Oh my gosh, Ashley! If you stay focused, you could you could do it. Like you could win it you or could be make in a top three. <laughs> right. And so I focused the entire time. Like and the way you can kind of cook the books, I guess, if you want to say that, is keep your power ranking high. So she, if if the instructor says go you know between a, a 8 and a 10 I'm sitting at an 11 or a 12 right. my RPMs might not be as high as what she's calling out but my power is at least 50 points higher because I'm at a higher resistance right and so if I can hover around the 180 to 230 constantly throughout the class now it's taking me time to build up there obviously but if I if I can stay there then that's how you you climb up the leaderboard Good strategy, I like it, and uh, and I think you know it's still possible for you to stay on the beat with the music, even doing that, even if you're not hitting the exact RPM that um, that the instructor's calling. Yeah, for. sometimes I mean rhythm's not my thing. Like what? you know, it can, it's not. But I try. I, I, I know. I've seen you dance around the house a few times. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't any music playing, but right. it's just it's just the music, the sound of the beat in my own in, head. In your you head. Know? Yeah, that's it's, what you that's what you got to dance to. Right. That's your own life. rhythm. That's it. That's it. If you if you can accomplish and master that, the rest is a cakewalk, right? Oh, right. But anyway, you definitely don't sound like you're such a cycle newbie anymore, for sure. And uh, and I think what we've learned is that a crap load of sushi the night before cycle class is really beneficial. Totally, totally, <laughs> totally beneficial. But like, what I want to know is, have you enjoyed the change of pace? Because since you've been here in Louisville. You've crossfitted with me, you've gone a cycle bar with me, you've done hot yoga once with me, and I mean, that's probably, that's different than your normal routine, right? Yeah, I think I've really gotten into this routine of just going to, to crossfit a lot, and it's been really nice since we've been on the road to, like, I have been to a couple of cycle classes here and there. I went to um, a, a cycle bar type place, uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but in Miami, and then a soul cycle there as well. And, and that was fun and so it's been good doing a few more whilst we've been in town and and yeah that yoga class the other night really hit the spot I had needed that for a long time so. now you're a yoga instructor or right and I and I do my own practice but it's very different when you come out of when you, when you come out of a class and when you're in there whenever you do something as a group and as a collective there's such a different energy to doing something on your own and I have to say running in, in, into some bad habits with my own home practice and 
and it, and I tend to do a lot more long hold poses, so it's more like Ramwad style. So it was really nice to get back into a classroom and, and have someone else instructing me so that I could really just focus on the postures and my breath and, and not have to even think about like where I wanted my body to go. But like I naturally started doing things that just felt right as well a little bit towards the end. Yeah, I mean, you looked like you knew what you were doing legit. You were like, she was like, step or jump up to the top of the mat, and you're doing like a perfect hover hover <laughs> jump up to the top of the mat. So let's call a spade a spade, everybody. Like, Roz is a experienced yogi in the house. But, you know, like, I just recently started hot yoga, and... You did great. Thank you. I, I was impressed. I, I was like, wow, so this is kind of interesting because I'm pretty sure Ashley told me that this was her first yoga studio ever and she yes. only started a couple months ago and yes. I'm like you look like a legit yogi well I appreciate that I yeah. appreciate that but you know what I really love about it I love like the mindset when she's like just meet yourself on the mat where you are today in your practice and like it's just like there's no competition in there right it's all just like you know you're just you can just kind of step away from whatever happened in your day and and you can just and it's totally okay that you're better on one side than the other or that maybe you had crow pose yesterday but you don't have it today or whatever mm. and honestly like in CrossFit it doesn't feel that way it feels like you gotta go 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 and you gotta get better 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 and why are you not snatching 50 more pounds than you did yesterday and so for to kind of step back with this hot yoga it's like wow it's okay if I have time to like progress and it's okay like and I think it's it's important that you identify that and you try to bring that over into other aspects of, of like even CrossFit, but right. other aspects of fitness and health because there's just such a strong correlation between that and being successful long term. Because if you're constantly beating yourself up like, oh, today I wasn't good enough in, in this wad and I have to right. go heavier and harder, so you're just going to be push, push, pushing the whole time. Like, what do you think is going to happen if you're climbing up against this resistance? Yeah. It's like, something's got to give, and, uh, you know, if it's not you, then you run the risk of injury or just really burning yourself out and, and mentally, like, just kind of crumbling, I you know, feel like. And we're talking about this, like, with fitness, but it's like that with tracking, too. Uh, exactly. No, that's that's I my mean, exact thought, and I, you know, I've talked to a couple people recently who've been feeling that way. And it's really, I know it's such a challenge to overcome that mindset once you're in it, but if you can move beyond it and, and find a way to s step out of that um, like focus that you're in and really look at things with totality and the bigger picture, like for example, you know, just our experience of going to Lululemon yesterday, like how much fun was that? It was, because, it was a lot of fun. Because yeah. we've both worked hard and like, okay, I may today I may be seven pounds heavier than I was <laughs> yesterday how real that is or what that represents who knows but but yesterday's experience uh, shopping in Lululemon when I compare it to my experience a year ago it was like a completely different experience yeah for sure I mean you I just to be so proud like to walk out of there of like you know and it's not been like I don't want to get this twisted it's not because that's an expensive clothing store it's just because ladies you can connect to this you, when you're in a dressing room and the clothes are fitting you well and you feel like I look good in this or whatever and confident in yourself it just like it makes you feel good you yeah know? And, absolutely. and you had options of like what 
you know, looks better here. And it's like, oh, well, that size is too big. And, and that's been really hard for me. I like, I think I should go grab an eight or I should go grab a six or mm -hmm. maybe even a 10. Like the fact now that I have to start at a four and maybe grab a two, depending on the way it's cut, because all clothes aren't cut the same. That just blows my mind. I'm like, and do you ever have that concern of, well, maybe I should buy it slightly bigger just in case I get bigger or something happens. Like, I think we were talking about this yesterday. You always have that concern in the back of your mind. Right. When you've let yourself go before that it could happen again. And I think that's part of the stress of when you see the, scale, the number on the scale, for example, start to creep up. That's what's playing on your mind. Like, am I letting things get out of control again? And am I going down that slippery um, slope of... of yeah. putting on weight again and, and do I have to start from scratch? I think the people that are on their journey down or on their journey up to gain wherever your goal might, your goal weight might be, be you want to lose or gain you need to feel very very happy and very thankful for where you're at because once you hit that point, then all of a sudden you've got to do some self searching. I know for me it threw me for a loop for like a couple weeks. Like now what do I identify progress by? Do I have to take a picture of my body composition every week and that's right. how I'm going to judge my progress? Right. Am I going to is it now if I maintain am I is that how my weight on the scale is that how I'm going to main you know judge my progress? For me, I've I kind of came to grips with okay, as long as I'm progressing in CrossFit, my fitness. I mean, obviously, like I got second today. I didn't do that a couple weeks ago. I've never done that before. So, you know, I've started to try to identify my progress in other areas instead of just the scale um, so that I can still feel motivated to keep going because I think what hap that's what happens. People think it's a start and a finish. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start at 153 and when I get to 125, boop, boop, I'm done. Great. Well, no, wait a minute. No, that's not it. And and normally people bow out because it's so exhausting to be on a diet. But this, after 300 days, for me personally, I don't feel exhausted. I feel like so thankful that I found this and that I can continue this and why wouldn't I? Mm -hmm. um, but it's always helpful to have something to continue to motivate you once you've hit that goal weight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, it's important to recognize that whatever it is that you're trying to achieve arriving at that destination is not necessarily although it's an outcome and and the goal maybe it's it's the other things that you learn along the way that are that's the process and the journey that's the part of what changes as you go that's what you become as you get from one point to the other you know so yeah for it's sure it's important to identify those changes that happen within you you just have to meet yourself right. in your journey, Ross, and just and, go, and, just flow. And meet just me flow. at Holiday World in Santa Claus Land. <laughs> what, what is this place? Santa Claus Land, Indiana. Is that the right? Uh, I think name? it's Santa. Yeah, Santa Claus, Indiana. Yeah, it's I, where. It's I gotta the, look this up. I don't understand why there is a place called Santa Claus, but. Um, so we. We, you got to tell them. So we went to Cycle Bar this So we did the sushi, and then right. we went to Cycle Bar this morning. And then I said, I'm taking you to an amusement park. Right. Which I felt like you really hadn't had an authentic amusement park in the States. I experience. have never. And I have actually been dying to do it for the longest, longest time. I mean, I, I have been to Disney World, but I feel like that's just a whole other level and, and very 
different. Um, but I've never been to an amusement park or a, or a theme park or fairground in the States before. So I was very excited when you said we were going to a water park, but I didn't realize it was also going to have this theme park to it. And I also right. had no idea that it was, that, well, I mean, who would have thought Holiday World, <laughs> the theme of Holiday World was based on holidays. You seemed really confused <laughs> when we walked in and were meted with, uh, we were met in Christmas land. Yeah, Christmas land. I mean, you said, why is there a Christmas tree and why is Santa Claus? And I said, Roz, it's holiday world. <laughs> it's holiday world. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I think that's because, it, okay, so in England, holidays are what you would call vacations. Okay. But you call your public holidays and your, your big holidays of the year like Christmas and Thanksgiving and July 4th those are what you call holidays right yes um yes. which we don't really term that way in England I don't think anyway that's my excuse I'm sticking with it okay. <laughs> I'm not really slow okay so we took a I picture did not with, connect the dots we took a picture with Santa and you were getting all and we decided we were going to do the water park element first right that way we could get all wet and then dry off while we did the amusement park. Right. So we had a plan. We had, we did have a plan. We went and got our locker, we put all of our stuff up, and then... We queued for an exceptionally long time, but it was worth the wait. Okay, so she said we queued, which means we waited in line. Yeah, right. Right, okay, let's, let's, I have to explain your, your terminology. Right, and we did, you. we did the tube, the big double ring. That was super fun. Yeah, the, the water park aspect of it was really good. I would say the lines were a little long, and I think we need to to talk to them about their staircases, which are exceptionally hot. And Very hot. You have nowhere to put your sandals before the ride. No so, um, I, Holiday World, a little bit of feedback for you. You need to reconsider the layout of your water park. Yeah, and the staircases. Yeah, and just kind of can we put something down that makes them not 500 degrees? And there needs to be an evaluation process done on that ride where the tubes kept getting stuck on the slide. Yes. And that poor lifeguard was trying to deal with it but not dealing with it. Yeah, he, he was a little overwhelmed um, <laughs> and a little, I think that his give a care meter was not really where, <laughs> where he needed to be. Well, it's getting towards the end of the summer. I can see <laughs> that, yeah, that. That was likely the, the cause of a, a lot of the long queues and waits. But um, so water park aspect, super fun. I think, what was the best one in that? What was your favorite one? The Mammoth? Um, yeah, the Mammoth, where we, we waited the longest for the Mammoth. And it's it's, it's this a, big round tube that you sit down in with other people. So there's like six of us total in right, it, right? It's actually got seats inside of it. So that was, yeah, that was probably my favorite. Even though it span round and round and you couldn't really see where you're going, and you, you got screamed. water shot in your eyes. Yeah, and you screamed hysterically. I did. I told the. I told everyone in the tube I'm a screamer, so I gave yeah. everyone warning. The, uh, that you other did. lady did not make a sound the entire ride. I don't understand how did. I cannot. I cannot control. That's like the one time I cannot control myself from, like, just being vocal. <laughs> in any other aspects of life, I feel like I could handle it, but when it comes to a roller coaster or a water park, no, not happening. And you were you were going backwards to your defense most of the, so you couldn't really see no. what was going on, but you did scream like a little baby. 
right? And then we had our transition over to the theme park and we got lunch at Alamo. Check that place out if you go to Holiday World because it's basically Chipotle. Now, let's, let's, we obviously knew that we had kind of maybe overdone some numbers yesterday, but come midnight every day it's a new opportunity to start fresh and clean so we kind of looked at the map and we said where could we get yes we could have gotten a hamburger and yes we could have got a fried chicken fingers and all of that but when we came up across that the alamo you pointed out oh it's just basically like chipotle yeah right it had it said it had burritos and bowls and tacos and i was like this kind of sounds like chipotle i feel like we could track easily here let's Let's go check it out. And it was wonderful. It was like, really good. Was, uh, the rice It was, was actually better than Chipotle. The, yes. the cilantro lime rice actually tasted like cilantro lime. All the food was hot, which I cannot say I have experienced the last two times I've been to Chipotle. Right. And um, it was really delicious. And also, they, um, I mean, the staff are young, so they basically will do what you tell them. Yes, that's <laughs> but, true. But they that's were true. very helpful as well. And they, they told us what size their scoop sizes were. Yeah, because we just asked. I mean, yeah. the one girl did look at me like I was ridiculous that I was asking her that. And she <laughs> did She did have to clean off the little queso spoon. But she told me it was one ounce. Oh, so and I she said, could see? Yeah. And yeah. I said, okay, great. I just want half of that, you know? All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it was really filling. And delicious great and we were on point I, I think with our macros just enough left for the funnel cake I exposed you to right and I'm I think we made the smart choice to wait until the end yes before having that funnel cake because the other two rides we went on were I mean we need to talk about the dangers of roller coasters I think <laughs> like oh. I'm not sure I want to recommend anyone go on the voyage at Holiday World. Okay, I full disclosure, I had no idea what we were getting into. No I idea. I feel like you did. No, Roz, I did not. Like I saw a wooden roller coaster and I thought to myself, you know, I'm from Texas and I <laughs> and I've gone to um, Six Flags over Texas and they have a ride there all wooden called the Texas Giant and I was like, okay, this is similar to that. I hope I don't get whiplash cuz Texas like wooden roller coasters are very very shaky, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I expected it to be somewhat like Thunder Mountain, I think that's the one in Disney, but I was not expecting what we got ourselves into. So this, I mean, I, yeah. we need to look up the stats about this ride, but I would not be surprised if we went over 200 miles an hour. No, now, if you're listening to this podcast, like, if you're still listening to us, one, thank you. <laughs> two, two, like, legit this scared me so bad i thought at least five times during the ride i could die i could die and never see my daughter again and i could die and never see my husband again and how is this legally able to go this fast right i was i thought the exact same things like <laughs> and it's funny I, I i literally got to that point where it's like i i do not give a crap anymore like i feel so close to death that right. all these ridiculous thoughts were running through my mind like this is too fast you grabbed my arm so tight oh right at the beginning yeah the yeah. first the first uh, descent that we had was the worst and I, I was think. screaming but I got so scared like nothing was coming out of my mouth yeah I couldn't I couldn't scream anymore also because my head hurts so much <laughs> I am 100% sure that I have concussion but my brain must have smashed the side of my head several times because I had an immediate headache. I had to stop screaming just because my head hurt so much. And why did it go on for like 
10 minutes? So much longer. <laughs> so much longer than it needed to. They, I, they had, I don't know, but they, they should have boat. toilets right outside that ride. Because... Did you see the throw up I had to walk around? Yeah. And I almost got sick. Yeah, that was that was intense. But, oh. yeah, no, I, I think if, I think legitimately we will hear about that <laughs> ride killing some people in the near future. <laughs> it's coming off the tracks. 100%. And so we couldn't just let that be the last thing we did. Then we had to go to the only roller co roller coaster where you hang off of the side of it. Where your feet right. are not You're basically in. exposed to some kind of G-force. It was called the Thunderbirds. Mm -hmm. um, I actually enjoyed it more, although because it was smoother. It, was it wasn't smooth. as rickety. But I think it went just as fast. Upside um, down. It also went upside down and round around. And your feet were dangling. Yes. And I kept thinking that my feet were going to hit the and you, rail. And your head was slammed against the back cushion of the chair. And, and do you know why it was, Ron? Because I told you to put and your head back. You said, put your head back! <laughs> because it said so on the sign. And so I said, okay! And then I physically could not move my head <laughs> the rest of the time. Yeah, no, ride. I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience when I got off that <laughs> ride. Like, I really did not know which way to turn. Um, but... Anyway, the, the signage, we, the signage on the way up to the ride said something about like it's normal for this ride to go off the rail but come back on the rail, whatever. Did right. you see that sign? <laughs> yeah, I, yes. Yeah. I That was scary. I feel like they should not put warnings like that. No. Anyway, no. It was And then the funnel cake happened. So we needed some sugar after that, obviously. Yes. Just to bring us back to our normal senses and you had already eyed up the, the funnel cake near the, the Mexican restaurant earlier, and I had said, I've never had a funnel cake. And then my jaw dropped, right. and, and keeping with the theme of the day of exposing you to new adventurous things, I had to <laughs> I had to say, well, we're in it, and I'm sitting on like 22 fats at this point, so right. I'm so good. That was noble, like I, I feel like your willingness to sacrifice your remaining fats for the day for this one funnel cake experience with me was, was really noble I, I, and generous. I got your back. Yeah. You know, I'm here for you. <laughs> I'm here for you. But this Reese's Pieces or Reese's Peanut Butter Funnel Cake was, I think, one of the most extravagant desserts I've ever seen. It was, it was a little extreme, and I, I felt... Knowing what I know now about peanut butter, when I saw him putting the, the squeezy bottle, the, the squeezy peanut butter on there, I thought to myself, "Oh dear God, that's not a <laughs> that, that is not a tablespoon of peanut butter. That is half a cup of peanut butter." And I do not have the fans for that. Like, I actually have a little video clip of of this boy making our funnel cake for us, but you didn't see the first element, which was. A severe dusting it's not really a dusting but a layering of crushed up Reese's peanut butter cups which like small yeah, ones which also ones, also have peanut butter which milk. covered the entire funnel cake then he layered peanut butter and chocolate all over the top of it yeah then he put Reese's pieces all over the top of it and at first we were real giggly about it did you did you like let me walk you through the emotions of the funnel cake. So, like, at I, first, like, <laughs> excitement. I would say excitement was first. And then we were real giggly about it. Like, let's take a video. Yeah, and then, it was like, funny. 
we, then we, we were like, watched no. him do it, and then we were like, oh, can you dial that back? Can you dial that back? Because it's like our macroness kind uh, yeah. of caught up with us, and we were like, what we're are like, we wow, doing? We were like, wow, this is going to blow our macros out of the water. What are we doing? It's what went through my head. And then, and then, you know what? You said how noble I was. I panicked. I, you, I was about to not have any funnel cake. You walked away from me. You walked away from me and, and then said, your face really dropped. You walked away from me and said, it's all you. It's all you. I'm pretty sure you were programming back in the apple. You had taken out for the funnel cake like as if an apple is a clear exchange for a funnel cake. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You committed to eating half of this with me. I was like, no, I'm not committed. I was, I was, this is you, actually. <laughs> and we're sitting up there fighting and there's this like line of people behind us and I'm like that is you're eating this Roz like I am not I I've had funnel cakes before. it was like I was going through this this period of denial like I can't do it I can't so then we but got it we were not defeated we got I it I came to my senses I realized I needed the experience and the sugar and, and I'm glad I did Yes, and we got it in front of us, and we started eating it, and then, like, there was, like, all these people that wanted to comment on what we were eating yeah, and they, talk to us about what we were... Everyone was really shocked. Very interested. And very interested, and a lot of people were uh, wanting to get some funnel cake, and we were like, just dive on in with us. I mean, this thing is basically the size of both of our heads put together. Yes. There's no way we're finishing it. No, I would, I like, like, true true talk true talk I really thought I'll eat half of this and then we started and I like started getting it tasted really good and I I did eat nowhere near half of it but I did eat a good amount of it and then I was like my head started to hurt I think just like that much sugar right like I was like I gotta step away from this I went and got some water I came back got a few more bites and then I was done like together I don't together we didn't even I guess maybe together we ate half of it? Maybe? No, no we did not. not I have a picture. We barely look like we put a dent in it. It's actually it's upsetting me I'm thinking about it. But No, I, we gave it to those kids that wanted it, but right. the dad, how rude was that? That oh, dad, okay. yeah, so there was two, the younger girl, they were probably in high school, she legit wanted that, and the dad's like, no, I don't want that. I'm getting the strawberry one. And then you could tell she was like blue panda bear about that. Oh. And um, so when we... We obviously look like we're clean people or whatever, so I've got, I've got <laughs> we like, have cooties. yeah, no cooties here, and so um, I like wanted to offer her that when we were done with it, and she was so happy. Right, I, so I happy. would be too. I'd be like, pass on up that free food over here. Yeah, and um, so that made me feel good because we, it wasn't wasted. I know, and, and I think that's that's really hard for me. Leaving food, I hate throwing away food. You actually uh, ate more than I thought you would. Yeah, like I was if surprised. I, if I hadn't cut you off, you might still be sitting there Probably. eating Probably. I hate to be defeated by food. It's like a challenge. <laughs> I don't know. I just, my entire life, I've always loved to be able to finish my plate. I think I blame my parents. They put that mindset in me. You have to clean your plate. Anyway. Yeah, so much of what, you know, our food habits and, like, our mindset towards food and nutrition, it all comes from our parents. Yeah, you know, I think so. Absolutely. Our environment. Yeah, and that was that was actually very clear to see today when I mean you couldn't help but look at people as we were in the lines in the water park for sure, and we saw a lot of unhealthy looking people. I would say we did. We did. And, um, but what was really sad was seeing you 
know, overweight and unhealthy looking children. Yeah, because you know that that's just because of what they're living in their environment. You know, kids are so, uh, you know, Justin and I, we have a daughter, she's six, and she, she does what we tell her to do, you know? I mean, she lives the life we provide her, and she lives, she's obviously very exposed to the macro talk and stuff like that, and we don't track her macros or anything, but we're definitely more mindful about what we provide her right. because of the knowledge we've learned through this program and stuff like that. And right. it's almost like I hate when I see people smoking in front of their kids because their kids have to inhale that secondhand smoke. It's almost the same. It's, it is exactly the same with nutrition, but people just don't look at it that way. Right. And that's an interesting thing that you've brought up, even though you're not obviously encouraging your six-year-old to do macros, the fact that you do do macros or flexible eating has given you this whole knowledge and awareness of what foods contain and the fact that you know it's your daughter has to get a good balance of macronutrients so even though you're not tracking her food you're just very much aware of okay we got to make sure she gets some protein in with you know throughout the day with her meals and like she's very active so she obviously needs a lot of a lot of fuel yeah, and, um, yeah, and I never want it to, I don't ever want her to feel like, oh, I have to eat this way to be skinny, or I have to eat this way to weigh, to weigh a certain amount. I really want her to grow up to think, well, if I want to fuel my body yeah. to do these things, whatever those end up being as she gets older, you know, right now it's competitive cheer and gymnastics, but even if she doesn't stick with those things, like, I just want her to know that there's a correlation between mm. what you're putting inside your body and how you're going to perform on all those levels of performance that we just talked about, you know, earlier. Right. Um, and it's not just about the scale, but it, it was, it was sad to see just young kids so overweight because... Mm. When will that cycle be broken for them? I know, and that's going to be a challenge that they're going to have to face for the rest of their lives. And and I think as we've we've discussed, you know, being able to um, accomplish something like losing weight or or just having a figure that you feel comfortable in and that you feel proud of can be so empowering and so motivating and and help you be a confident. Um, and capable person that right. it, it makes me have so much concern for these poor kids who are coming from already th this position that they're in where they're where they're overweight and, there's so and the many... challenges they'll face you know yeah. and, and, and like it's sad but they're, they're obviously going to be a lot more um subject to things like bullying i would imagine you know yeah i mean i know that i i was 30 two years old and it took me three months to buy the beginner video mm -hmm. uh, you know why why did it take me three months now I'm like man I'd already be at a year mm, right you know? right but it took me that long because I was scared I was intimidated I was nervous I was like well this is just going to be another thing that's not going to work for me or I'm going to go tell my husband that I want to do this and I'm going to have to listen to his his negativity about putting making his life difficult right. or whatever and I mean like that's that's what I thought and then because I was facing a foot surgery and because I knew I wasn't going to be able to be active I thought all right Ashley take the opportunity to focus on your nutrition and try this what do you have to lose but a lot of people never get over that like, yeah they never get over that like they never cross that barrier of whatever that is because it is so I really if you've never succeeded at 
this dieting thing, what makes you think you would this time? Right. So to hear us say you can and to hear, you know, to be part of the tribe and to see all that stuff, it's just like, well, how are they doing this or whatever? But it's like the easiest thing. I know. No, it's a, it's a challenge for sure. And so I, I definitely hope our listeners, if, you know, if it's somebody who's just stumbled across this and they're thinking about trying something new or they're frustrated that they haven't been able to lose weight or even gain weight, I would really encourage them to, to check out our website and, and talk to us more, you know, join the tribe and, and learn a little bit more about it, but definitely be open-minded. And I think as Jay and, and I say a lot in, in our seminars that we've been doing lately, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So, you know, let this be the last diet you are, you're on for the rest of your life because this is a lifestyle and it works. And I yeah. think that's what we've, we found with our Friday night sushi and our Saturday theme park funnel cakes. I completely agree. And the, the how we were able to handle those situations before, during, and after. How, how we're happy about it, mm. but we feel confident. Like, I know I still have proteins I need to hit tonight, and then I'll feel better about that amount of funnel cake that I ate today. Um, yeah, I think that it's just it's a different puzzle now than it ever used to be before right you just have so much more certainty and, and confidence in, in the, the food that you're providing your body with and that you're getting the fuel you need and, and that this is sustainable this works right for sure so what's on the agenda tomorrow well to complete this girls weekend experience um I think we have Wait, some weightlifting, right? Yes, I'm, take, I'm taking you to my weightlifting class because I go to CrossFit Bluegrass and we have one of the best weightlifters. Uh, I'm, I'm actually wait, weightlifting really, coaching. Yeah, I'm yeah, excited Madison. about this. She's really actually excited. very educated. Um, you know, obviously you're not gonna like you know go to one class and be able to go to the American Open or anything. I'm not gonna paint that picture what? out there. But but you'll probably get some good cues. She'll talk to you about some stuff you know help you get closer to breaking that hundred pound snatch I know that's a goal of yours yeah uh, that goal, would be nice goal of mine too body, for sure just have a, yeah my body weight snatch would be my goal I would say I think we have some beautification to do on the camper oh yeah the camper needs some more a little more transformation to, to complete complete its picture just and some more comforts of home right you right know? right yeah. Um, yeah and work on that stuff and then uh, you know it's always good to get some food prep done and maybe some laundry who, who knows we'll see I know uh, both of our men fly back tomorrow right right so that would be the end to this girls weekend I'll be sad but I feel like we're still living it up we're, we're still well, in it I now. think if we have any macros any carb macros left to spend I know where we should spend them tonight where on some red wine oh <laughs> nice nice or you know what I haven't been uh, I haven't I haven't been subject to the bourbon well in the cabinet I am and I've not... been in Louisville almost a week well Jason tried it right I think Jason did was yeah. he lying like did he really like it or was he just saying that to make uh, Justin feel good no I think he liked it you don't drink it then no oh, now okay. I can do a uh, bourbon cream root beer that sounds sweet well it's you, you ever had Bailey Irish and cream I thought Bailey's. Yeah, Bailey's. Okay, yeah. so it's like that, but it's with bourbon, and you uh, and you do it with root beer. Sounds good. Well, let's let's see what damage we did with that funnel cake, and uh, take things from that. 
sounds good, but uh, yeah, looking forward to some weightlifting. And uh, oh, we're, we're heading back over the Ohio River, back into Kentucky, perfect timing. Awesome. So stay tuned for it next time. Hopefully Jay will be on the podcast with us in our next episode, but I hope you enjoyed some girl chat with me and Ashley today.